Welcome, this is Reverend Billy at the Earth Church in New York City. Well, I'm asking the question you're asking. What do we do with our horror? What do we do with our outright stark raving fear? We've busted through the 1.5 Celsius limit, the 34.7 degree Fahrenheit boundary that scientists gave us beyond which we would not be able to control our own fate. That's where we are. That's where we are. The Bronco has tossed us into the air and we're gonna have broken bones, fire and flood, just unbelievable. Now what do we do with our earth loving when the consequences of climate change are just coming through the city limits? We have thousands upon thousands of people here in New York walking up and down the streets, hungry, freezing, and the city is officially adopting the Donald Trump idea these people are criminals and so forth. Well, we have a 50 by 60 foot heated converted bank, which some of the people listening to me right now finance because the rent is $2,000 a week. Here we are. We have a carpet on the floor. People come in in the morning at 8 a.m. and they just, they fall down. They've been trying to sleep all night on the subway benches. And they come in and they just fall asleep. And local restaurants give us food. It's working. It's been working now for six weeks. It's an economy. It's the economy of the future. The currency is kindness. And it is environmentalism. I don't care what they say. It's working. It's working. And they're working for us and we're working for them. And it's a, a, an emotional permaculture that is cyclical. Earth this is it. This is it. This is the way to go. Somebody give me an earth hallelujah today. Earth hallelujah.
grande sad about that thing called life You want more gas, more guns, more sacrifice Will a child from the future knock on your door? Will she say I'm a dead kid from 2044? You don't seem to want your future anymore Humans have become really the dominant force on planet Earth, that we are, are a geological force. And the, and the person who really came up with this term and popularized the term was a Dutch scientist named Paul Crutzen, who just died last week. And he was one of the, he was very most famous for having been one of the scientists who identified ozone depleting chemicals. So someone saw someone tweeted you know people talk about many people talk about saving the world and paul crutzen really did by alerting the world to the dangers of ozone chlorofluorocarbons and other ozone depleting chemicals uh before it was too late um and then he came up with this this term of the anthropocene and and what he was referring to and he he, he told me once i interviewed him once and he said i I wanted the term to be a warning to the world that, that humans have become such a dominant force that we are now vying with, you know, the great forces of nature. And and when he wrote, he wrote a little piece for Nature that where he sort of summed up this concept and some of the ways in which we're altering the world on a geological scale that he pointed to were we're changing the atmosphere we've changed the composition of the atmosphere by burning fossil fuels pouring a lot of co2 into the air changing the climate uh, we have changed very very radically altered the nitrogen cycle on earth because we 
produce a lot of nitrogen fertilizers in our fat in our you know fertilizer plants. Um, we have dammed or diverted most of the world's major rivers. So all of these have uh, are going to leave a mark. We we're, we're you know driving many many species extinct far far higher extinction rates than what are, is known as the background extinction rates. And all of these will leave permanent geological markers. So if you're like a geologist, you know, many millions of years from now, you will be able to come back and say that something pretty unusual was going on right now. Earth is our government. Earth is our God. Earth is our economy. Earth is our church. We listen to Earth and then we go back to the old institutions. We go to the president and the generals and the holy fathers and the doctors of thinking and we get no response. Then we return to the Earth and await further instructions. We know that life itself is the best strategist. Earth speaks to us every day. The natural disasters are hard lessons. The silence of extinct life is a sorrowing Earth. What Earth knows is almost entirely unknown to us. The unknowable Earth is everything that we believe. It is all the commandments. It is common sense. It is where compassion comes from. We put personalities on Mount Olympus to represent it. We pray to the watery fire that creates a child inside our loved one. We dance all night. Now Earth is our only celebrity. Earth is the only famous being that matters at all. Human history was made triumphing over Earth. Now Earth makes history. Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Salvatore D. Global warming is likely to increase locust habitats by 5 to 25% by 2100, especially in West India and West Central Asia. Extreme weather conditions such as droughts and heavy rains are conducive to locust breeding and swarming. The expansion of locust swarms could severely impact food security and livelihoods in vulnerable regions. The Great Lakes ice cover has significantly decreased, with only 6% coverage last month, far below the 50-year average. Scientists attribute this decline to global heating, leading to rapid ice loss and warmer water temperatures. The reduction in ice cover has widespread environmental, cultural, and societal impacts, including changes in the ecosystem and challenges for regional tourism and industries. If the planet continues to warm, 215,000 lakes may no longer freeze every winter, and almost 5,700 lakes may permanently lose ice cover by the end of the century. Indonesia, the world's largest palm oil producer, experienced an increase in deforestation for palm oil plantations in 2023, marking a shift from a decade-long downward trend. 
a significant portion of this deforestation occurred on carbon-rich peatlands, exacerbating greenhouse gas emissions. The increase in deforestation is concentrated in Indonesian Borneo and Papua, moving away from the traditional palm oil heartland of Sumatra. In the decade following California's celebrated first-in-the-nation single-use plastic bag ban, plastic bag waste jumped by nearly 50%. California's ban on single-use plastic bags led to an increase in heavier, so-called reusable bags, causing a surge in plastic waste. New legislation aims to close the loophole that allowed these thicker bags with a focus on truly reducing plastic use. Other states have learned from California's experience adopting more stringent measures to avoid similar pitfalls. Pregnant women in a key U.S. farm state are showing increasing amounts of a toxic weed killer in their urine, a rise that comes alongside climbing use of the chemicals in agriculture. According to a study published this week, by the Indiana University School of Medicine, showing that 70% of pregnant women tested in Indiana between 2020 and 2022 had an herbicide called dicamba in their urine, up from just 28% for the period 2010 to 2012. The earlier study included women in Indiana, Illinois, and Ohio, and found that 100% of the women tested also had 2,4-dichloroacetic acid, better known as 2,4-D, in their urine. Dicamba exposure has been linked to increased risk of liver and bile duct cancers. Though the effect of 2,4-D on humans is less understood, some animal studies of 2,4-D exposure during pregnancy found low body weights and changes in behavior in the offspring while other studies have found that exposure to 2,4-D appears to increase the risk of lymphoma. Last week, a federal court in Arizona vacated the registrations of the dicamba weed killers, ruling that the Environmental Protection Agency violated the law in approving dicamba by not giving adequate opportunity for public comment. It was the second time a federal court had banned dicamba, but this week, the EPA said that despite the court ruling, it will still allow millions of gallons of dicamba to be sprayed this growing season. Nearly 15% of Americans don't believe climate change is real, a new study from the University of Michigan reveals, shedding light on the highly polarized attitude towards global warming in the U.S. Denialism is highest in the central and southern U.S., with Republican voters found less likely to believe in climate science. Researchers analyzed over 7.4 million tweets, posted by roughly 1.3 million people on the social media platform formerly known as Twitter between 2017 and 2019. The social media posts were geocoded and classified as for or against climate change using a large language model, a type of artificial intelligence developed by OpenAI. Donald Trump emerged as one of the most influential figures among climate change deniers. His tweets around a cold snap in Texas in December 2017, as well as his missives rejecting the 2018 IPCC report released at the COP24 UN conference, were some of his most engaged social media posts among climate change deniers. Abnormally high rainfall hit Oman and the United Arab Emirates this week with heavy downpours and thunderstorms. The two countries are among the driest in the world, 
with large parts of both typically receiving less than 100 millimeters of rainfall each year. This week, 50 to 100 millimeters of rainfall was widely reported across eastern UAE and northern Oman, with the highest total of 145 millimeters in Duba, a city in the far north of Oman that lies on its border with the UAE. Some thunderstorms were accompanied by hail, with a particularly heavy shower in Abu Dhabi leaving the streets blanketed in hailstones, some of which were almost the size of golf balls. And in the state of Western Australia, yet more temperature records were broken this week as Perth exceeded its record for the most consecutive February days above 40 degrees Celsius. Temperatures are widely expected to reach the mid-40s, peaking at an oppressive 50 degrees Celsius in the hottest spots. In Perth, temperatures could reach 45 degrees Celsius on Sunday, almost 15 degrees Celsius above average for this time of year. Record numbers of U.S. farms are going out of business, with small farms and black farmers the hardest hit, according to the 2022 Agriculture Census, a comprehensive snapshot of the state of America's farms and farmers, published every five years by the Department of Agriculture. Industrial factory farms, rearing thousands of livestock in confinement, have further expanded into rural America, acquiring smaller farms, raking in taxpayer subsidies, and generating environmental harms. The New York Bight is an important year-round habitat for endangered fin whales, according to new research examining fin whale song patterns. A new paper published by Wildlife Conservation Society and Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution reveals new insights about the year-round presence and potential subpopulation distribution of fin whales in waters ranging from Montauk, New York to Cape May, New Jersey, including during breeding season. The fin whale is the second largest animal ever to have lived on Earth. And now, the sounds of extinction. On April 26, 1986, the number 4 RBMK reactor at the nuclear power plant at Chernobyl, Ukraine melted down during a test at low power, leading to an explosion and fire that demolished the reactor building and released large amounts of radiation into the atmosphere. Some 150,000 square kilometers in Belarus Russia and Ukraine are contaminated and stretch northward of the plant site as far as 500 kilometers. An area spanning 30 kilometers around the plant is considered the exclusion zone and is essentially uninhabited by humans. Populations of wolves as well as other animals have boomed in the exclusion zone. In the absence of people, wildlife has been allowed to thrive without the disruption of human activity. Gray wolves have flourished in the exclusion zone. Their population density is estimated to be seven times greater within the exclusion zone than in surrounding reserves. To understand how these animals survive against the odds, Kara Love, an evolutionary biologist and ecotoxicologist at Princeton University, has been studying the wolves of Chernobyl for a decade. Her research is showing that the large population of wolves living in the exclusion zone is genetically different from their counterparts outside of the region. 
Remarkably, the irradiated wolves appear to have developed protective mutations that increase their odds of surviving cancer. And hear the sound of the gray wolf of Chernobyl. You know, the immigrants, the people uh, in New York, a lot of, uh, too much people immigrant. He need help. He need to make uh, people like Aziz. He need to find a working permit. It's uh, very complicated. Yeah, some people have money for pay for a lawyer. Uh, for me, when I meet this place, I'm okay, you know, I want to make my people for working. Uh, uh, it's not easy, you know, but with the Earth Church. The Earth be... Church is behind you, <laughs> <laughs> all the way. Do you, yeah. have a place to, do you have a place to sleep tonight, Mohammed? Yeah, for tonight, yeah, but uh, maybe Maybe tomorrow, after tomorrow, I, uh, I don't have place. I sleep in the subway. Police come to me, t uh, give me a ticket for $15. 50? Five, five zero, yeah. Okay. Five zero. All right, well, the, the Earth Church will pay for that. Just no, give that no, to no, us. Uh, we want to pay for it. Uh, no. We have uh, the money. Charlotte, Charlotte pay for me. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's already taken two, care of. Two, okay. Two, uh, one, one, one week ago. Oh, good. It's already taken uh, care of. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What have you seen? Of a cup, a tree is the opposite. 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 Of a cup, a tree is
time to say thank you and goodbye. Francisco Benitez, The Great Outdoors, with the Stop Shopping Choir. Thank you so much. Elizabeth Colbert talking about the Anthropocene. Thank you, Elizabeth. The Fiery Eagles of Justice. Jason Candler, our editor on the saxophone. Brendan Burke on the drums. Salvador D. with news from the natural world and the sounds of extinction. Mohammed from Guinea. One of the newest New Yorkers. Thank you for talking to us from the Earth Church, from the Warming Center. Thank you all. Have a safe and wild week. Earth hallelujah. Hello, Reverend Billy here at Earth Riot Radio, and I'm talking to you from the Earth Church in New York City. Hello and welcome. I have a uh, agony column, a uh, that's what they call them in England, a, an advice column. I entertain people's questions, try to answer them, and they're published in the um, Times Contrarian, which is Neil Young's online newspaper. And I have a question that I think might interest you that you might be asking too. I know I am. This is from Bobby in Costa Rica. Reverend Billy, what are environment activists doing now that the 1.5 Celsius cap is in the rearview mirror? Well, now what he means by that is the global, the average global temperature is supposed to stay under 1.5 Celsius, which is 34.7 degrees Fahrenheit. And the natural scientists put that limit as the, sa as the safety, safety boundary at the Paris Climate Agreement uh, eight years ago. Now we're, we've crossed that, that, that line. And here's my answer. Dear Bobby, I do have a lifelong earth defender, a woman who is a forest scientist, and I've watched her over the last months and weeks especially, feel the pressure as the average global temperature has approached the borderline. She's working madly day and night, but once in a while I've noticed she will stop. She wants to just experience the planet's uprising as it accelerates. She doesn't want to struggle against it all the time anymore. And that uprising is a thing to behold. Giant storms creating themselves as they go, storms that can't be explained. Whole cities bursting into flames, rivers of air at the edge of the atmosphere pouring down, not rain, but waterfalls on the west coast. Millions of animals and plants moving north towards the poles and south towards the south pole in the global south. Whole ecosystems are sweeping up the sides of mountains. Uh, everything's changing beyond any possible prediction. Now one day, I remember, this happened just recently, I was reading a book in my friend's um, kitchen, sitting there at the table, and she was over there in her study um, where she organizes her research, writes her papers, and uh, she looked up, on this one occasion, she looked up and it was windy outside. 
and she has a special love of the sound, the moaning sound of wind in the trees. And she walked out the back door, sure enough, walked across towards, uh, towards the trees and slowed down and just gazed up into the sky and listened to the music in the trees. Earthalluya. Somebody give me an Earthalluya.